If you're a California conservative, a libertarian, a moderate Democrat, believe in common sense, or just a sane person, this is the political podcast for you. It's the California Underground Podcast. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of California Underground. I have with me again, Natalie. Always great to have her joining because we always have great conversations. Uh, Natalie, great to have you back. How have you been? Pretty good. Thanks for having me back. Happy to be here. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. And I always like hearing from you because you're like on the ground behind enemy lines in Los Angeles. Um, so we're going to talk about like the LA safe pass and what that is and what's going on in LA, um, in a little bit, but I guess we could just jump right in with the breaking news and I can pull this story up from the SF gate, um, that the first case of the OMG Schmariant has now landed here in San Francisco, fitting that it lands here in California of all Mm -hmm. places, which is supposedly has the most regulations. Uh, the most restrictions, highest vaccination. You know, we're supposedly doing everything right. We're doing everything right, right. by the science, but we got the first case of the OMG Schmariant. So, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on the fact that we got it first? I mean, I, I guess it's <laughs> to be expected, right? Like that it was going to be here uh, sooner rather than later, especially with all the the traveling uh and the holiday um Mm -hmm. but i mean not not surprising i guess everything i read is that the individual in san francisco and several other individuals who now have it are fully vaccinated some of them their status was unknown uh and uh yeah i think it's pretty much just par for the course i can't say that i'm uh concerned about it at all but that might just be me yeah Yeah, so the article says uh, the individual returned to SF from South Africa on November 22nd and symptoms showed up November 25th. Mm. Uh, Newsom said the person is between the ages of 18 and 49. That's a big range of what that could be, but okay. You could have given us a smaller window than 18 to 49. Um, The person has mild symptoms that are already improving, city officials said. The symptoms were very mild, said Dr. Peter Chin Hong, an infectious disease expert at UCSF. It's fitting with the other reports you've been hearing from around the world that people are getting mild symptoms. It's probably mm-hmm. the first of many that we'll be hearing about. And like you said, yeah, he's he uh, he was fully vaccinated. Well, technically, he's not fully vaccinated. So I, I don't what know is what fully the, vaccinated. What is the fully vaccinated? Uh, under the new rules, because I thought fully vaccinated, I guess, is now you have to have a booster shot. But yeah. this guy had only two shots of Moderna. He didn't have his booster. Yeah, I um, like how they specified that. I read that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, OK, so they had to point that out so that yes. if you're reading this, you go, oh, well, then I should probably run out and get my booster, because if I don't, I'm going to get this OMG Schmarriott right now. And allegedly, I think five people in New York have it now, someone in Minnesota, someone in Los Angeles. And every article I've read is that they're all recovering at home without medical intervention. (laughs) So, I mean, I wish them well, but I just, everything right now is indicating that we don't need to be really concerned about it uh, right now. So, yeah, I seeing that the initial reports are that it's very mild and that people are just kind of getting these 24 hour symptoms. And um, of course, disclaimer for YouTube and all the algorithms and stuff like that. We're just talking about this. This is our opinion. If you are worried about this variant, go see your doctor and ask about that. We are not giving medical advice. That's our disclaimer. So we're just opining on this. Um, The fact that it's, it's very mild, I think is a good sign. I think it's odd that there is such an incredible panic about it so fast when there should be more of a wait and see attitude right now. I think too many people in power right now are like, oh, God, what are we going to do? We got a lockdown. The stock market crashed like it. And we don't really know too much about it. And that's that's always been sort of the problem with this is that we we jump to conclusions about what it is rather than kind of seeing what it is. Yeah, I I completely agree. 
I don't know why all of a sudden we have this worst case scenario. I, I, I don't know. It just seems like we never approached anything else that way, including, I mean, I was around for, you know, Ebola during Obama mm. and it, it was just, it I, for me, I thought it was all kind of like wait and see, you know, I don't, but now it seems everything is, I, it seems like they're trying to, uh, the only thing I can see is that they're trying to fear monger. I mean, I, I, to me, it's just so clear when the evidence is not there to be freaked out over this right, right now. Yeah. And I was thinking back to like when the Delta variant came by, you know, made a little pit stop. Uh, it, it, nothing really changed. Like we didn't, I don't remember anything radically changing with the Delta variant. They were worried about the Delta variant. Um, I guess that was milder than the original variant. And now we have this new variant, which seems even milder than Delta variant. Which is typical of viruses, right? I'm not a scientist. I feel like I need to be one now. But that is typical of viruses, correct? That they become uh, more mild as they go on because they don't want to kill the host in order to yeah, survive. That- that's what I understand. And again, we're not scientists, so don't no. take our word for it. Consult your doctors. Um, that's what I've understood is that a virus doesn't want to kill its host, so it becomes less mild because it wants to stay in the host as long as possible. Any parasite doesn't want to kill its host because then it it dies as well along with the host. Yes. Uh, I mean, so yes. It's, yeah, it's... It, it's uh, I think either they're trying to get their last kicks in. Um, maybe Fauci wants to go on his like one last, you know, last world tour of, of, of the Fauci. Um, I mean, you're more hopeful than I in that case, because I don't know if this is the last kick or the last variant or anything else. I was listening to Tim Pool and or I think it was Tim Pool, but he was suggesting in his hypothesis that this is uh a way to get mail-in voting for 2022, just continuing the cycle of fear in order to possibly benefit one party over the other. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if that was the case, I would uh, I would say they're about a year too early. Um, <laughs> this will likely burn out long before then. Um, I mean, there's more Greek letters of the alphabet, right? So we've got... <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, we, we're only on, what, the 14th Greek letter? Uh, mm-hmm. And we did skip over one. Uh, we did skip over Xi because you don't want to name a variant Xi and upset uh, the president of China. Mm-hmm. Um, and-, and I just thought it was so interesting how Biden, you know, shut down travel from those countries and said, you know, it's not going to stop it from coming here, but it'll buy us time for folks to get vaccinated. And it's just like, we don't even know if this is, I mean, I have my own thoughts on the shots, obviously, and how effective it it is or isn't, but we don't even know if this is effective against that. Uh, It seems like some individuals who already allegedly have the the variant, this new variant, are fully vaccinated. So I just, it's so strange and creepy and upsetting to me that the initial thing is always just get vaccinated, whether we know this is effective against it or not. Well, this is a new variant, but still just get vaccinated. That's it. <sighs> yeah. And I, I think I, I tweeted something out like that the other day about if you had gone to the doctor and they said, well, we don't really know what you have and we don't know how to, if what we're going to give you will work against what you have, because we know nothing about what you have, but we're just going to give it to you anyway. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a recipe for medical malpractice because you don't really know <laughs> if it works but they're just like ah, why not just take a roll of the dice and that may work um right and that that i guess uh kind of worries me as well is that this original vaccine is it's the you know what, what it's like the original recipe for the the alpha variant the first one mm-hmm. and we don't really know if it's effective against these other variants right or is it boosting immunity or anything like that um but people are like, well, just get vaccinated anyway, um, because you'll you'll likely protect against this variant that we know nothing about that. We, we don't know if it's right. effective against this variant or not. So we don't really we're just kind of talking out of our butt here in terms of <laughs> what we really know. But go get it anyway, because it, it could help. 
Yeah. I mean, and so you're taking on all of the risk, however small that may be for you from the shot and potentially none of the benefits. And that's been my issue with this really the whole time, <laughs> you know, especially for those who've already recovered from some variant of, of COVID. Uh, and this might make me a, a terrible person, but I honestly don't care about any new variants. I just, I don't, I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I don't think I can protect you from COVID. And I think there'll be multiple new variants, just like I assume the seasonal flu is a new variant every year. Mm. Uh, Everything I understand of this is that coronavirus is endemic now. So I just don't want to hear about new variants and their new names and all this stuff. I just, I don't care. (sighs) Yeah, I think people are, um, I think people are getting tired of it. And in a recent poll before, uh, this recent Virginia election, everything that happened, they showed that the economy again was the number one issue and coronavirus had actually fallen down like two spots. It was number one for a while. Now it's like third or fourth and people are starting to lose interest in, in coronavirus. And, um, I, I mean, that makes sense after a while, I think, people start to look at the risk. They get to see what's going on. The longer this goes on, they get to kind of assess their own risk uh, tolerance for this of, well, do I want to go out and live my life? Am I scared of this? Um, you know, cause we've, we're a long way from March, 2020 where they're showing videos of China that now later came out to be not true of people just laying in the streets because that's how deadly it was. Um, Mm -hmm. But people haven't seen that here. So they're starting to go, okay, um, I'm not as worried about it anymore. I'm more worried about the fact that I'm paying $200 at the gas tank and I can't, I got to figure out, do I buy groceries or do I put gas in my car? I think that's what people are starting to worry about more. I hope so. I mean, I I don't, I don't hope so, but yeah, I kind of do hope people wake up sooner rather than later. I don't know. And of, of course, I mean, a caveat, I don't, I want everyone to be okay. I I feel badly for anyone that is very sick or possibly passed away from COVID. I just don't feel like me or anyone else knowing about all these new variants is really helping anything because uh, it's out there. I think we already know that, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the, the office of the governor put out this tweet As we continue to learn more about Omicron, there is no reason to panic, but we should remain vigilant. We know how to protect ourselves from COVID, get vaccinated, get your booster, and wear a mask. Now, Newsom has said in a press conference that he does not foresee any need for restrictions or lockdowns here in California. I'm of the belief, and maybe I'm just a glass half full kind of guy, that I think lockdowns are behind us because I don't think they're politically advantageous here in America. They seem to be fine in places like Europe and Germany and Australia is fine with lockdowns. Um, But I don't think it's going to work here anymore. I I don't think there's the political will. Not to mention Newsom's also heading into re-election next year. So I don't think he wants to go backwards and admit whatever he's doing is, is, is not working. So... Um, didn't when he uh beat that recall though didn't he say that the people have spoken and they've spoken in favor of covid restrictions i could be misquoting i think I he know. said uh the people spoke and you know he he listed all these things like social justice yeah, yeah. <laughs> um racial equality the science you know um that's what he said they <laughs> they voted in favor of um I, yeah the science that's what and the science as which is now becoming more of like yeah saint fauci (laughs) and it's becoming more of a religion which is scary to me is how Mm -hmm. um people are just they just worship at the the altar of of dr fauci and randomly i had seen this tiktok of this la times writer i don't know if you've ever seen her she has like the 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 short haircut she kind of looks like like pat from snl um, the big glasses. Um, and she had this like disappointed look on her face as she was doing this TikTok about like the first 
OMG Schmariant has showed up in California and there's no new restrictions and there's no mask mandate and there's no, we're not doing anything. And she should move no... to LA. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's a perfect segue into what's going on in LA. And um, LA is one of the worst places that uh, when it comes to, oh, that's the different one. Is this the one I was? So tell, talk to us about the safe pass first, and then we can talk about this article where they, um, the, the, I, I guess it's not too dangerous. The malls are uh, safe. Co- yeah, malls are safe. So, you know, COVID doesn't bother you during holiday shopping. <laughs> but tell us what this LA safe pass is and, and what you have to do for it. You know, I mean, to be honest, since I'm not part of the LA safe pass, I really don't know how strict it is um Mm -hmm. and i have no experience in in showing anything to anybody because i choose not to partake in that uh but i from what i understand it is basically almost any non-essential business in the city of la uh quote unquote non-essential i think most places are essential um that you have to show just a photo of your vaccine card, even just a photo, uh, which doesn't seem very Mm -hmm. secure to me. Um, In fact, I know someone, I shouldn't say this, who has, you know, uh, not a legitimate card and has shown a photo uh, to get into a healthcare setting. And it was quite all right. Uh, Nothing happened. So it's not a very secure system, in my opinion, uh, which has its own hypocrisy. I think if you look over the age of 18, you also have to show your... uh, government ID, so, or your state ID. Um, and if you have a, an exemption, um, a medical exemption or a religious exemption, I don't even know how you have a religious exemption to show, but that is to be determined by the place of business, I guess. So then you're kind of sharing personal information with some random person at a business. And if they have an outdoor facility, you can use that or you could go in to like use the bathroom in order, you know, to go, I guess. So oh. uh, I do know that some places are enforcing this because for my work, I have called around to make some reservations at places. Um, not for myself, because I won't participate in any business that is doing this. But so I it is it's happening. Um, I personally have just not gone into any of these places since they started enforcing it a few days ago, because I don't want to deal with it (laughs) but allegedly it's here so um so you know you're saying you don't participate so are you seeing like a black market speakeasy kind of trend in la of people who are like wink wink yeah i'm not gonna do this or or can and if you don't want to participate you can come to our business are you seeing like that kind of happening in la I wish I were seeing more. I know of several bars that uh, don't don't participate in it. Uh, in fact, I've never even seen a mask at those bars, which is uh, kind of nice. And I see mm-hmm. the same people there over and over again. But I'll be honest, I, I wouldn't know where to go uh, to a salon in L.A. And maybe that's just because I don't know things. I didn't get out much before COVID, before the government told me not to. Um and, you know, like a gym, I wouldn't know which one to use if there is one. Um, I don't know of any restaurants pushing back, but this might just be me not knowing. Uh, the problem mm. is, I think, you know, I had a friend tell me recently that they uh, went into a restaurant that had the sign on the door, but nobody said anything inside. And I think that's, you know, also a problem, though, because for me, I wouldn't even have walked into that restaurant because I would assume well, they're going to ask for it. And so these places are probably losing business because they're putting up the sign at least to show they're complying, even if they're not asking you for personal information. Uh, Because there's a lot of people like me and I have several acquaintances and friends who are, I was going to say fully vaccinated, but like we said, what does that mean? Uh, But they don't want to show this this stuff. They, They don't think it's anybody's business. So I think it's a real issue. I mean, there are extreme people like me who feel very strongly about this, but there's just regular folks who don't want to show their vaccine card or their negative test to a random bartender. 
And it's been absurd all over because bars in LA County since October 7th have been required to check uh, vaccine cards. So there was one night where I went to, uh, I tried to go to a bar and I was uh, denied, not realizing they were going to ask. And then I went right next door to a place that had a kitchen, Uh, was also a bar, but it had a kitchen. And because it had a kitchen, it didn't need to ask until November 30th. So it's all just been confusing and not scientifically based as usual. It's an emergency, but then we're not going to do it till November 30th, but we're going to do, you know, bars on October 7th. I know the county is different than the city. It's just, it's so clear to me that none of this is based on science. And we're, you know, what LeBron James just got COVID. Obviously we've seen people pass away who are fully vaccinated. So this thing about the tests, you know, you can show a negative test if you don't have your card. It it makes no sense. If anything, we should all be showing negative tests all the time, which I would still disagree with, but at least it would be following the science, which is that yeah. it seems we can all become sick uh, with this thing. So. Yeah, that's crazy. funny that you say that like you can. Um, and that kind of reminds me of like when it was the, you know, the the lockdown of. Well, you can't go into a bar, but if you're eating food in a bar, Yes. Even if there's a food truck outside where they bring in the food, that's fine. But if you remove the food truck element, it's not fine. Um, I don't understand how what food has to do with whether it makes it safer or not. But that's interesting. You said, well, it's bars were October 7th and then restaurants with bars were November 30th. Why wouldn't Mm -hmm. they just do everything if it's so? imperative and it's such an emergency why aren't they just doing everything all at once like right away like okay you have seven days to comply or 14 days to comply for everyone to get up to speed why is it why did they give so many months ahead of time to get ready for this when they knew it was coming yeah and that's i feel like what we've seen all over you know obviously biden's federal mandate is a joke but he announced it on in the beginning of september And then he put it on the books in the beginning of December. And then allegedly it's going into effect next year, although obviously it's losing in the courts. So I understand things take time, but is it an emergency like you say it is? Or is it is it not an emergency? And even this L.A. safe pass, it went into effect on November 4th. But they gave you a grace period and they offered, I'm sure, no guidance on how to enforce this. It's just regular minimum wage workers and their employers who are now having to figure out how to, you know, check mm-hmm. people's medical information. And I, I don't know, it's just, it, it's not right all the way around, even if you're someone who will take every shot they give you. You know, I was working at a restaurant last time I spoke with you, and obviously, I'm no longer able to work at restaurants. But I, I worked for a man who I don't know whether he was vaccinated or not, it's none of my business. But he just didn't want to be bothered with this kind of thing. He does, he wasn't looking forward to checking people's cards, you know? So there's it affects everybody because nobody wants to be the police officer of this and try to determine whether your card is fake or real or whatever. It's outrageous. I don't know. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, that's the whole goal is, is always been they want to try and and finagle any way they can use private business as the police of their of their policy Mm -hmm. and when biden released his plan to oh we're just gonna have osha mandate it i mean you don't have to be a you know an osha legal scholar to look at it and go what right does osha have to start requiring medical treatment of me outside of work Um, and it it just seems like a lot of it's a stretch. And I think that's the one thing that, that kind of worries me and keeps me up. And and it's why I get involved in cases for no money or anything just to fight back on this stuff is because the line has to be drawn somewhere. Like we have to kind of say, okay, there was this emergency. This did happen. Um, we responded, we did everything we could. We tried to save as many people as possible, but we're not going to tear up the constitution and people's civil rights over mm-hmm. this. And I, and there's, 
they seem to every week kind of push a little bit more of like, okay, can we try this legal avenue? Can we try this legal avenue? Even though right now things, I think there's a, a, a turning of the tide. It seems like all these mandates are starting to get struck down all over the country, which is good news. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that they're still trying to get um, to try and squeak by. Uh, you know, I'm involved in a case right now with the whole counties trying to fight medical misinformation. However, they don't tell you what medical misinformation is. They don't tell you how they're going to combat it. They don't tell you what they're going to do. Um, but they can just go out and use county resources to combat medical misinformation. Mm-hmm. And that to me seems like it's a it's an open door for the next time there is any sort of state of emergency or public health crisis. The government can effectively just stop speech. And they're already doing it now. I think they're already trying to stop speech. Um, there was actually uh, the I think it was the first podcast you came on was the first time I got a strike on my YouTube channel because we were talking about COVID stuff. And, um, it, you know, it's just and it's not like we said anything inflammatory. We were just talking <laughs> about what's going on. And we were reading articles. And I think you were reading from cdc reports we were directly pulling stuff from the cdc and they're like Mm -hmm. oh this violates youtube guidelines um Mm. so that's what worries me the most is that they're they they keep pushing this stuff um a little bit more a little bit more and i was watching rand paul on steven crowder this morning and he said this isn't really about the vaccines anymore it's more about conditioning you for submission that and I thought that was an interesting it's interesting coming from a US senator and doctor you know he's a doctor Dr. Rand Paul saying that um I thought I was like wow you know that's that's a good way to put it they they're conditioning you to just every morning wake up and you know check in with the government what does the government want me to do today okay do I have to crawl on all fours to avoid the coronavirus uh okay then that's what I'm going to do today um do I have to drive with a mask and my windows down. Okay. That's what the government told me to do today. So that's what I'm going to do. So that's what's scary is people. And there's a lot of people who are falling into it. If the government told them to do anything, they would be doing it that morning right away. So um, a little bit of a tangent, but no, I'm, I, I loved it. And uh, I agree. Yeah, it is. It is terrifying. And I think also part of the problem is that because like you were saying, it was an emergency. It it is a real thing. It's very serious for some people. I understand all that. But there's really no with these overreaching mandates. There's no like nuance of, you know, I think part of the problem with the OSHA 100 employees or or more, you know, there's no different rules for if you work in a meatpacking place right alongside a bunch of people or if you work from home even. And I personally, I'm, uh, I'm like trying to keep jobs and it's very difficult in LA. Uh, but I recently started working for a family in their home. Um, they have some children on the spectrum, but I, they wanted me to be hired out by a third party, uh, which is technically, I guess I'm considered a healthcare, uh, worker, even though I, I'm not at all trained in that. Uh, but this, third party take some of the financial burden off the family. So they pay part of my salary. Well, I, allegedly, I fall under uh, the California mandate for healthcare workers, even though the federal one was just struck down. So I am supposed to be vaccinated, even though I work in a private home with a family who knows my status and is ostensibly fine with my status. Some of them are of the same status. So there really is, I'm not a, I, I fall very much on the line of no one should really be forced to take this, but I understand the argument for maybe like a nurse in an ICU who's also a healthcare worker. Apparently I'm one too, which I would argue I'm not, but there's no nuance between me working in a private residence and the government basically telling you what to do in your own private residence and who's allowed to be in and what status they have to have and someone who's working in an emergency room. And so, I mean, that's, these are like the real life issues that the government doesn't seem to get or care about that there, there should be levels of nuance and different levels of risk. And I think that's the problem with these just mandates that just cover everything, you know, a little nail salon where maybe 
there's three chairs at one time. So why are you having to check your, you know, your vaccine status? I don't, it's very frustrating. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you made me think of something, um, just like a le- not to get too wonky in the legal terminology when it comes to like the government enacting any sort of like emergency measure, usually they have to do, uh, it has to be narrowly tailored to meet that specific goal. And what you were saying about nuance made me think a lot of this isn't really narrowly tailored to meet the goal of, of stopping this. It seems a lot of it is overkill. Um, and a lot of it, especially going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is you get one case of this OMG schmariant and all of a sudden the whole world's freaking out and they're all, they're locking down and they're, they're closing borders. And, you know, it's all of a sudden go back to 2020 and it's like one case we should be kind of looking at it as, okay, we should be looking at more fact-based um, reality based of what we know, what we, what we don't know. Um, mm. And the government hasn't done that. And I think that's, what's frustrating to people is there is no real clear, narrow reason for why we do the things that we do. Right. Um, but side note for the people who are in the chat, if you want us to answer a question or have a comment that we can get to later at the end of the show, make sure you put it in the chat and we'll get to it. Um, but speaking of nuance and what doesn't like really make any sense, I guess we can hop into this video about why holiday shopping is safe <laughs> and, and the government approves. It's okay. You can go holiday shopping, you know, prime mm-hmm. the economic pump, um, but everything else when it comes to the economy, you got to you know, show your passport and stuff like that. So uh, I guess we'll just take a quick watch of this video from KTLA5. Oh, people start that over. Come on. Carton Red, good evening. That's right. Council members voted unanimously to allow people to go to the mall and not show proof of vaccine. And guess what? That's all just in time for holiday shopping. So you can go to malls, indoor venues, go to your favorite Marshall's or Courtney's favorite Ross Dress for Less. You and your kids do not have to show proof to shop, but there are still a lot of places that you must show proof in L.A. County. L.A.'s vaccine verification requirements are one of the nation's strictest. Angelinos are now being asked to show proof of full vaccination indoor areas, including restaurants, gyms, movie theaters, concert venues, museums, and salons. But shopping is okay. But when I talk to people tonight, they are split on this issue. I think that's amazing. I think I think the vaccine mandates are um, unconstitutional. And I think it just violates our rights as Americans. So wherever you go indoors, you believe that they should show proof? Yeah. I think it should be fine. I mean, just for our own safety, everyone's safety. And again, these mandates are for those who are 12 and older. When they originally drafted this up, they kids didn't have um, access to actually get a vaccine. So if they're 12 and younger, they can go into these places without showing proof. And again, you can also sit outdoors. But that is one mandate that has changed. Indoor shopping is okay. Live in Glendale, Jennifer McGraw. So that... that- I mean, that just boggles my mind. Like we're talking about with nuances. It's okay. It's shopping's okay. Go do your holiday shopping. We're not going to scare people off. Um, you don't have to show your vaccine passport. What's the science behind allowing holiday shopping, but you can't go to a bar. So someone like you who, I guess you can go get your holiday shopping done, which you know, if you want to go get that done, congratulations. Um, <laughs> but if you want to go to a bar after holiday shopping, you can't go to a bar after you're done doing your holiday shopping. Right. And to me, it seems just, uh, you know, I, I I assume this retail pass goes for smaller businesses as well. But she mentioned Marshall's and TJ Maxx, I think. To me, it it's still the same businesses being screwed over you know, the Mm -hmm. salons, I mean, the ones that were screwed over from the beginning, you know, uh, Newsom thought the first case in California ever came from a salon for some reason with no real evidence as far as I ever read. The salons, the the gyms, 
the restaurants and bars, I mean, it's the same businesses that were hurt from the extended lockdowns, especially here in LA. And uh, it seems like the, it's tailored to help the big box stores again. Uh, and I would, I would just be so upset if I were a business owner in LA. And I am very upset as an Angelino. I mean, it's crazy. And and if you watch that, you you have to see that this is not about science. I I don't understand. And these people like that woman who said it's for our own safety, it's for everyone's safety. Does she only go to retail stores? I mean, or does she only go to not retail stores? Does she only go to restaurants and doesn't go inside to retail? I mean, it doesn't make sense, you know, and it we should not be catering to that type of I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, I uh perfect point which is it's the same thing that happened in 2020 which is mm. all the big corporations made out and gained and their stocks rose and they you know amazon grew by how much and costco grew by how much and mm -hmm. all these big box stores did not feel the pain of the pandemic but if you're a boutique store somewhere in la and you've worked your butt off and you survived 2020 and you're still hanging on by your fingernails. Uh -huh. um, all of a sudden, if you saw this, you should be livid that the city council thinks that shopping at a mall is more important than shopping at your store and that people should just go to the mall and do their shopping instead of shop small. And I know that a lot of politicians like to pay lip service to shop small and, uh, you know, it's funny seeing a lot of these Democrats now who are all about, oh, look at me, shop small. It's shop small Saturday in November. I'm supporting these small businesses. Or down here, Todd Gloria was handing out taxpayer money from this small business grant fund. And he's patting himself on the back and saying, like, what a, look what a wonderful thing I did. When in reality, politicians like him were cheering on shutting down businesses in 2020. And now they turn around. And they pat themselves on the back and look, go, oh, look how fantastic the government's doing to help you. Um, but that's usually the big government playbook is they create the problem and then they come up with a solution to the problem that they've created. And then they get to pat themselves on the back for next election cycle and say, look, at what a wonderful job I did. And that goes for both Democrats and Republicans. So, you know, all right. politicians do the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so, L.A. has never we had two weeks, I think, in July where or three, maybe I'm holding up a three. It doesn't really matter. Point is, we had two or three weeks in July where we did not have a mass mandate. And that's it. I mean, since like March of 2020. So we have this mass mandate in effect. Allegedly, you're supposed to follow it. I don't. But if the masks work then why are we doing this vaccine thing, you know? And still you have to have your vaccine now and your mask on. It, it, none of it, none of it makes sense. And it really should be, if it were based on science, it should be based on, you know, how dangerous is this business? A, a bar, you could go in there and meet someone, go home and maybe do something unsafe and give them, you know, HIV or something. Is that the bar's business that you were in this mm -hmm. place? And I, I mean, so how... If businesses are taking responsibility for COVID, why are they not taking responsibility for other things? If employers are taking on responsibility for COVID, why not other things? It just, it really doesn't make sense. And you could just go down the line and have everything controlled by the government, but we're not. It's just like COVID, COVID, COVID. And it, it again, not to beat a dead horse, but it, none of it makes any kind of sense at all. And I wish well, more people in LA were pushing back. I will say that, but. Maybe someday. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's sad because um, I don't know when places like L.A. and San Francisco get out of this. And I feel bad for you guys because we're, we've been lucky enough down here in San Diego that it's basically back to normal. Like there's no restrictions. There's no mass mandate. Knock on wood. I hope this is real wood that I'm knocking on. Um <laughs> I was just down and, there for Thanksgiving and it is very different. It's so nice. And it's so I'm bizarre sure it was, to think a few yeah, miles I'm sure away. It was a shock. You were yeah. like, and, and even, even just Orange, Orange County. County. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just 40 miles away. People are living differently. And now I think everyone here is just accustomed to it. 
I'm very often the only one without a mask on in in a store. Mm. I'm not saying that I'm proud of doing that, but I'm just not going to wear a mask anymore if I can help it. And it's it's such a relief to just go in and like pay for gas. I mean, it's very expensive, but it's a relief to just go in and not have it be this whole thing of am I going to be kicked out? Is it going to be awkward? Are they judging me? Because I care about what people think about me still. Um, You know, it's such a relief to just be able to go in and spend good money that I've earned and not feel like I'm committing a crime, which is how I feel in LA. And I have been kicked out of places for for not wearing a mask. So it's it's a blessing to to live there. And I hope LA uh, gets it together soon. But I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith in Angelinos right now. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, we were just up. Uh, my wife and I were just up in Disneyland uh, for a couple days. And even Disneyland, it, it's kind of weird because you're in Orange County where there's no mask requirement. So anything outside of Disneyland, um, uh-huh. you don't need a mask. But in Disneyland, you need a mask in indoor areas. Um, and I, I always laugh because you see people at, at Disney and they have the double mask on and they have gloves on and they have like their little like quick draw hand sanitizer <laughs> on them. And I just look at them and go like, you're not that scared. If you're at Disneyland bunched in with all these people, right? you know, standing in line for Pirates of the Caribbean, ne- you know, shoulder to shoulder, you're not that scared of COVID. No. So let's just you can put the charades away and you can stop with the double masking. We were actually having lunch the first day and these people came over and they had their masks on and they, they took them down just to eat and they all put gloves on to eat their food. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what do you think's going on with that food that you need to put gloves on? It, it, to handle hot food do you think covid's on that food mm-hmm. and I, it's just it's it's weird you just see a lot of these people and you're like just don't come to disneyland you're obviously no, too it, scared i know we probably need to move on soon but that is a good point i just worked at a haunted house and i worked outdoors and i was letting people into indoors like this pitch black maze And I had a few guests be upset that I wasn't asking other guests to put on a mask. And they're at a haunted house, you know? I think some people want to go back to normal, but they want 100% safe. And we're catering to that least common denominator as opposed to catering to people like me back to normal. And I don't need you to do anything for me to go back to, I just need you to leave me alone. But there's this whole people they should be able to go to Disneyland and to haunted houses and to completely non-essential things and feel 100% safe all of the time, which they never had before March of 2020. So I'm not sure why they feel they deserve it. And society apparently is structured around those people. So. Yeah. One more story um, before we move on to our final story, Uh, before we move on to our, our more lighthearted story. Um, I, I saw a TikTok and yeah, I, I'll admit I do watch TikTok. It's it's addicting. Um, and there's one TikTok where a guy was in a Walmart, I don't know where it was, somewhere in the Midwest, uh, where there was no requirement to wear masks or anything like that. And this other guy with gloves on and, and triple double masks on had taken a picture of his daughter, his minor daughter for not wearing a mask. And the dad looks up and he's like, the hell are you doing why are you taking pictures of my minor daughter oh because she's not wearing a mask and the guy's like do you think that's all right you think that's all right to take pictures of my minor daughter so he starts like chasing the guy around the walmart calling him out being like why are you taking pictures of my minor daughter and then they finally walmart management stepped in and did the right thing and they said sir you you can no longer come back to this walmart like you've now been banned because you're taking pictures of minors and i thought to myself i was like Usually these type of I'm not saying it's of all people who are who are like this, but there's a definitely a small contingency of people who before COVID and the pandemic were just these oddball people and no one paid attention to them. And now mm-hmm. COVID has given them like some sort of authority or agency 
to get in your face and be like, you have to listen to me and you have to pay attention to me. I'm going to call you out for not wearing three Mm -hmm. masks. I'm going to call you out for not doing whatever you're supposed to be doing. And this is the meaning in my life now. This is this is my crusade is me going out and just being the COVID police. And there's a lot of and and Mm -hmm. like you're saying that it seems like we're catering all of our policies to that small contingency of people who are super scared and want to wear the three masks and, you know, want everyone to check their vaccines and get three, four, five, 10, 15 shots, no matter how many it takes, as opposed to probably the majority of people who are like, eh, okay, I'm over it. I, you know, I did my first vaccination. I'm done. Like I'm moving Mm -hmm. on with my life. There's nothing else I can do. So another random off tangent story, but yeah, I thought it was interesting to bring up crazies. Yes. And in any other context, you know, that man would be, what's that? I was going to say, what do they call them? The branch Covidians? Oh, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) But you were saying Um, in in any other context. Oh, well, I, I'm glad the Walmart stepped into the right thing, but in any other context, you know, everyone would be all over that man taking pictures of a minor. Uh, but again, it, like it's this, the hypocrisy from the left, you know, now we have white business owners telling black folks they can't come into the business. I have men telling me to put something on my face. I personally am not a feminist, but I thought all these things were not okay. But COVID has given like, like a pass to where... <laughs> We can now return to these things, even as we, in the next breath, speak out against them. We would be upset over an adult male taking photos of a minor child, and we'd be upset over a white business owner telling a black Angelino that he can't come in, but COVID makes it okay. So COVID has, we got to fight back in Los Angeles. Bottom line, LA, get your act together soon be be more like oc and san diego to the (laughs) south yes that's that's the bottom line um okay so last story uh that we'll get Mm -hmm. to which broke recently and um you know has become sort of the new scandal of noodles is that he was down in cabo for thanksgiving and it was reported that he stayed at a place that was $29,000 a night. Um, so this posh getaway, we'll watch the video. So you can see how lavish this place really is. You get a whole feeling for his whole villa. Um, story is he was down there. I think he spent enough nights to spend like over $200,000 on the entire trip. Um, California Globe had reached out to his press secretary and said, uh, you know, who is he on vacation? They said, yeah. And they said, who paid for it? And they said, the family. And California Globe followed up and said, well, what family? Because, you know, Newsom comes from a bunch of different families. He comes from the Getty family, which is billionaires. He comes from Pelosi, which has a lot of money. Uh, Jerry Brown, which I don't think he's very close with Jerry Brown anymore, but he's well connected. His different families are effectively mm-hmm. very, very rich. Um, to which they said, "Oh, it was it was him personally." Which brings up a whole bunch of different questions. I think need to be addressed is that his family paid for it themselves. This is supposedly a picture of him. It does kind of look like him, tall and blue shirt, skinny. You can see those noodly arms all the way from here. Um, <laughs> and this was right after he announced that he's going to extend the state of emergency. He jetted off to Cabo. Oh, uh, $203,000 week-long stay in La Dacha, Cabo, San Lucas. Um, and he was only paid $209,000 in 2020. So I guess someone's been saving their pennies and not doing anything for an entire year if he can afford it. But um, so this is the the resort. We'll take a look at it and you can see how lavish, the lavish lifestyle that uh, Newsom was spending over Thanksgiving.
I just realized people on audio are gonna have no idea what's going on. I'm saying that correctly. In case you want to play chess by the ocean, you can do that. lavish stuff. I, I'm surprised it's still going you can on. See whales? It's still going on, yeah. It's <laughs> Live the life that Gavin Newsom has come to Ladacha. Mm -hmm. The closest I'll ever get, I guess. <laughs> get a private mariachi band. See this guy pour flaming stuff into your drink. <laughs> Dance the night away at Ladacha. Treat yourself like the governor of California treats himself. Ladacha, <laughs> San Lucas. Um, wow. So yeah, oh, I started over. Uh, so the question I asked you before regarding this specific thing, and I, I was sort of thinking about it um, before our show tonight. Do you think this is as bad as the French laundry, or do you think it's a little less than the French? Like, if if it's if the French laundry is the standard, what do you think? Where do you think this ranks below on the same level? Uh, well, first off, you can hear me and see me okay? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, I can hear you and see you. Because you're, oh, okay. Because you're you're kind of getting frozen a little bit for me, and then I got booted off. Uh, so I guess I'll quick. I, I, I don't think we're ever going to know, unfortunately, like who paid for this, you know, and whether it was all on the up and up. I'm sure we all have our, our theories. Uh, so in my mind the French Laundry episode is worse because he was blatantly disregarding his own useless rules at the alleged height of this whole thing in the state of California. Uh, you know, I know people were getting on him for not wearing a mask there. I don't know. Do they have a mask mandate in Cabo San Lucas? Uh, so to me, I mean, the French Laundry thing was just a blatant slap in the face. Uh, this, I'm not going to begrudge anyone a $29,000 a night vacation if you can actually afford that. Although, obviously, there's an issue with him leaving his own, you know, extending the state of emergency to the two-year anniversary. I'm sure it'll be extended in March again. Uh, and then mm -hmm. leaving, because most of us can't afford to do that. But I don't know if anything is going to, and I know he's not the only politician to have done it. They all seem to do it on the left. Uh, I don't know if anything's going to top the French Laundry thing for me, because uh, that was just so awful, especially given the timing of it all and the fact that I worked in a restaurant that had been shut down. I just, that's what started me on this whole thing. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think the, the big difference is uh, with the French Laundry, uh, he was caught doing something that was illegal for most Californians to do. And I think that's where 
what really angered people was he shut down restaurants. He shut down the ability to go out and be with friends and do all these things. And then he's Mm -hmm. doing it in the most blatant Marie Antoinette kind of way of going to the fanciest restaurant, one of the fanciest restaurants in America, you know, spending $15,000 on a bar tab, even though he supposedly didn't spend it. It was his buddy, uh, Jason Kinney, who is an oil and gas lobbyist. That's a whole different story. Uh, They're BFFs for a long time. So I guess that was worse because he blatantly was doing something and rubbing California's face in it of like, I could do this and you can't Mm -hmm. do this. And he tried to get out of it by saying, well, technically that county is in a lower tier, so we can actually eat inside. And I guess, is he technically right? Yeah. Was he still not wearing a mask when he was standing there talking to people standing up? Yeah, because you're, you know, just supposed to wear a mask whenever you get up from the table and he didn't do that. Um, so I think that makes it worse is because people were suffering Mm -hmm. so much under business closures and they couldn't go to restaurants and people were figuring Mm -hmm. out how do I pay the bills next month? And then you have the governor of California going to this lavish restaurant and doing exactly what you want to do as a restaurant. It's like, I just want to open and have people come to my place. So I think that's what makes it worse, um, than this situation. But this is still pretty bad, I think, because you combine the fact that he goes, well, there's a new state of emergency that we have to extend for another how many whatever. Um, but it's it's not that crucial of a state of emergency that I can get up and leave and go away for an entire week, like not just a couple of days. It's not like he just went down for like Thanksgiving and came back on Saturday. He went for an entire week and just disappeared. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he had already disappeared for 12 days, not that long ago. He just kind of disappeared. During Halloween, yeah. Yeah, during Halloween, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, he disappeared. So um, it does, he just has this way of like, he tries to pretend he's like for the people. But at this point, there's no doubt that like he's such an elitist um, that people can't look at him and be like, oh, he's for the people. He's fighting for us. Like, no, he's an elitist. He's, he's, he's the Marie Antoinette. He's the French royalty. He's looking down on the rest of Californians. Like you're beneath me. Um, but that's just Newsom. I think. And so many politicians. Well, but not just him. So many politicians and maybe they always were this way, but we seem to have forgotten that politicians are servants of the people (laughs) and that they work for us and they seem to have no problem now seemingly dictating our every move and giving us these little rewards for being good and then taking them away. And and I don't know when that ever became okay uh, in the West. I don't know. I don't yeah, feel like it's almost like we're, we're regressing back towards like a feudal serfdom society where there's like mm-hmm. the really powerful and the elite. We have our lords and ladies. Um, we oh, have yeah. our king and the rest of us are just serfs who pay taxes to keep the royalty in power. Um, they clearly don't really care about looking bad. They don't care about mm-hmm. um, doing what they want to do and spending a crap ton of money and if you're a public servant which is what newsom has been basically his entire life where do you get two hundred thousand dollars to go to cabo if you paid for it yourself yep and i know they say oh he's a well he's a successful businessman with his winery i'm like i'm calling bs on that because i don't think he ever ran it Mm -hmm. i think his buddy uh the getty family helped him run that or open it and I think he uses it as like a, a way to funnel money, which was how he bought his house and avoided taxes. Whole nother story. I mean, it's just one thing after another with this guy where he just constantly mm-hmm. does these things that you're like, you are so out of touch with reality and, and the normal Californian that you just don't understand. Um, yeah. So I guess it's fitting. I'm, I'm wearing my elites hate you uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for tonight's oh, episode, I didn't see so that. Yeah. See oh, okay. Yes. The elites hate you. Yeah. Um, it's true. So I have I have two theories about 
why he was gone for 12 days. If you want to hear them. Yeah, I do. have time to hear them. I do. Um, First one is the one that everybody was talking about, which is that he had a bad side effect or bad uh, reaction to his booster shot. Right. Right. So that's, that's the prominent one. My theory is that there's been this rumor circulating around. It keeps percolating up a little bit, but the news media never covers it. Every time it percolates up, it seems like they kind of squash it down that uh, he's been having an affair with one of his staffers. Oh, I haven't heard that. I know he's, it would not be fair, right? But uh, I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember her name, but it keeps popping up every once in a while that there's this staffer that he's been having an affair with. And I was wondering if maybe it got to the point where his wife said, you're going to take 12 days off and you're going to spend family time with us because you, you know, you've been screwing around too much with this staffer. So that's why he had to spend family time with them. That would explain her bizarre tweet that she then deleted, right? About why can't people just understand sometimes you go spend time with your family or something like that, that she immediately deleted. Yeah, that I, I, I mean, it, it was said. all very odd. I'm not on Twitter. Oh, well, it's good because. It's yeah. And did he ever anyway. say where he was? Uh, well, yeah, I'm sorry. No, he never really said he, he end, just said it was. So if I talk over to you. It, he just said it was, uh, he said it was family time. So. And that's another thing, you know, I, you are a public servant. I, and yes, for regular folks, I guess you could go with your family for 12 days if it's okay with your boss or you own your own company. But he does know as a nation, I, I feel like, of where he was and why he just went in my A. I personally don't really care, but y- you, have certain benefits being the governor and certain obligations as well. And I think you're obligated to tell the people of California where the heck you. Yeah. I mean, it's what he did was not something you can't do. I mean, I was just in Cabo last month for our wedding and yeah, there is a mask requirement in Mexico, but like when you're around, it's only like when you're indoors, but when you're around like the resort, you don't have to wear it. It's a whole thing, but mm-hmm. I guess that's why it's not as bad, but uh, why he spends that much money. I, 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 it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't add up. Where are you getting this money? Um, also his business is supposed yeah. to be in a blind trust. So he's not supposed to know what his business is doing right now as governor. So there's, mm-hmm. I think this just brings up a lot of questions as to what's going on here. And it it, it leaves podcasters like me to come up with wild rumors that his wife is, Oh, I'm sorry. His the first partner, (laughs) not the first lady of, of California first partner uh, was very upset with him for screwing around with a staffer. So now he had to spend extra family time to kind of Uh remedy the situation. And maybe that's why she said, we're going to Cabo for Thanksgiving, because you're going to take me on an expensive trip to Cabo and we're going to get good family time together. Oh, and, and the plot thickened. I forgot. There's another article that followed up this one. Um, after the California Globe had kind of pressed them on this, they the press then came out to California Globe and said, we don't know where you got this information that he's down in Cabo, but we're going to deny that, that he's not actually down in Cabo. And then as soon as someone else had read the California Globe article, they saw him on the beach with his family and they got a picture of him outside this resort. So after the press, his press secretary or whatever said, oh, no, he's not in Cabo. He's not on this vacation. I don't know where you're getting this information. That's all like that's fake news. Somebody immediately came out Mm -hmm. and sent a picture into the California Globe and said, Oh, no, no. Here's a picture of him on the beach in front of the resort. So it gets weirder and weirder. Why would he have his press secretary lie about where he's at and deny that he's in Mexico right now, even though we all know he's in Mexico? Like, why are you denying that he's in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I mean, there's not much else you can say about noodles besides he's just a greasy elitist. So... 
I guess that's my, yeah, my final right. no surprise there. My final word on this. Um if we'll ever get an answer out of his 12 day Halloween disappearance or whether he was down in Cabo or not, I don't know. But you know, hopefully this is all stuff that just becomes like fodder for 2022 and whoever runs against them knows how to use this stuff against them. Goodness, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> so um with that i guess we've gone over a little over an hour i don't want to take up too much of your time mm -hmm. it was awesome having you on again chatting with all the all the all about all this stuff there was so much we could have chatted about i kept finding new stories and i was yeah. like oh we should talk about this and i was like we should probably <laughs> cap it at like three stories not like 10 stories so i'll just <laughs> save some stuff for another time that we can chat about Sounds stuff good yeah so, thank you um, so much for having me cool I'll have you back on again soon uh, to Great. everyone who's listening. Obviously, thanks for tuning in. Uh, like and subscribe, share all that stuff, you know, spread the word. Um, and coffee and California politics every night, every Wednesday at 9 a.m. And uh, I'll see you on the next one later. <laughs>